Hello again, it's your friendly neighborhood host, J.T. Wheatley, back for another episode of History Comics Podcast, this time with the brief but brilliant career of Fletcher Hanks. The Golden Age of comic books was, in many ways, the Wild West of the medium, with numerous creators of all strips entering to add to this new entertainment. One who made a brief but impactful place was Fletcher Hanks, who, while only a comic creator for just a few short years, contributed some of the strangest and darkest stories of the medium even to this day, along with creating the first female superhero. Most significantly, Fletcher Hanks did it all on his own, too. Fletcher Hanks was born on December 1st, 1889 in Patterson, New Jersey, and grew up in Oxford, Maryland, a small town on the eastern shore of Chesapeake Bay. His father, William, was a Methodist preacher. His father-in-law, Ed Parsons, when he wasn't running the general store at Chandrally, made duck detoys that are today a prized collector's items. Growing up, Hanks loved drawing and baseball. His nickname growing up was uh, Christy after his baseball idol, Christy Matheson of the New York Giants, who, ironically, Matheson was, re- was reportedly the model of clean living, something Hanks was far from as he was a delinquent from a young age. In 1910, at the age of 23, Fletcher Hanks' pay- mother paid for a dollar a lesson enrollment in cartooning correspondence school. He would enroll in the W.L. Evans School, paying $25 for 20 lessons, which during his 30-odd years in businesses would have other such notable graduates like Hank Ketchum, the creator of Dennis the Menace, E.C. Seeger, the creator of Popeye, and Chester Gould, the creator of Dick Tracy. Of note, Hank's eventual comic book style would most resemble Gould's. The point of the school was to mail assignments to students who completed them and then returned them to the school. W.L. Evans' school instructors would then study these drawings and after having comments written on on how to improve their work, i.e. head too big, make the hat smaller, and so forth, and they would then be mailed back to the students for further study. Hanks would mimic W.L.L. Evans' cross-hatching style at first, and apparently he completed his assignments with some skill, despite graduating from the neighborhood rascal to full-on rogue. Fletcher Hanks would eventually marry in 1912 and have four children, William, Fletcher Jr., Alma, and Douglas, but would not be the ideal husband or father. His wife, Margaret, would blame him for being spoiled by his mother. To make money, Hanks would paint murals for wealthy patrons in Westchester, New York, but would spend his earnings on booze and once even a whole barrel of whiskey, which Hanks and his friends rolled into the woods for a drunken weekend of bender. However, the antics of that weekend got so bad that uh, one of Hank's friends died in a drunken wrestling match from a broken neck, with Hank's reportedly playing the role of an ineffectual referee. Amazingly, no one got in trouble for the death, with Fletcher Hank's own son, Fletcher Jr., stating the town they lived in at the time was just so rough and tumble that things like that were just written off. At this point, Hanks was an abusive alcoholic, once even kicking his four-year-old son down the stairs, with Fletcher Jr. forced to become the breadwinner of the family, earning money repairing fishing nets and selling vegetables, while squirreling away whatever he, he could save in the hidden petty bank. Sadly, it wasn't hidden well enough, as one day in 1930, Fletcher Jr. discovered it emptied out as his father had abandoned the family, stealing his own son's money on his way out. When Fletcher Jr. complained to his mother, Margaret, all she said was it was a small price to pay to finally be rid of him. In 1939, Fletcher Hanks resurfaced as a comic book artist, where he would use the numerous aliases of Barclay Flagg, Bob Jr., and Hank Christie, the last inspired by his nickname Christie. This was a common practice at the time, as many publishers actually encouraged their creators to do so, as it would make them appear that they had more artists on staff than they actually did. And comic book legends like Jack Kirby and Will Eisner also did the same. 
Fletcher Hanks would use his actual name for his work on Stardust the Super Wizard, a character he created in Fantastic Comics No. 1, published by Fox Feature Syndicate on December of 1939. It was notable for this time that Hanks worked alone, writing, penciling, and inking his own work, virtually unheard of in the time of comic shops, in which many books were created in an assembly line process to meet the growing demands of the now popular comic book medium, in which a writer had the script approved, then handed it to the penciler, then an inker, then a letter, then the colorist, and so forth. Hanks would work at the Will Eisner and Jerry Iger's famed comic book shop, with Eisner later recalling Hanks was older than the other artists and mostly kept to himself. He also remembered not only did Hanks write, pencil, ink, and letter all his own work, he delivered it on time, which was all Eisner cared about from his employees. In addition, Hanks' stories were grim, filled with human suffering and devastation, along with villains being brutal punishment. This was in contrast to most comic books at the time, which was brighter and sunnier, with usually the bad guys getting caught and the girl rescued by the hero. In Hanks' stories, the villains were punished, but in violent and poetic ways, from a thug who planned to kidnap the heads of state being turned into a giant head, to a spy being transformed into a rat. One story had a character, Super Gorilla, who was created by a mad scientist, turn on his master and literally tear him limb from limb. Most of this was shown in his creation, Stardust, who used his vast knowledge of science to spy on criminals to learn what crimes they were about to commit. However, in a tried-and-true formula, Stardust would only intervene after the criminals committed their acts, often after numerous civilians had been killed, and then fly off before before those he could save could thank him. Apparently unaware, he could have stopped the criminals before they even committed the crime. Another character created by Hanks was uh, Fatima, first appearing in Jungle Comics No. 2 on February of 1940 under Fiction House. With this story, Hanks used his pen name Barclay Flag and was about a mysterious woman with supernatural powers who protected the jungle, its people and the animals from all who, were, who threatened it, often cruelly, similar to Hanks' Stardust character. While normally appearing as a beautiful blonde woman, when Fatima used her powers, her face would change to a blue skull. Of note, Fatima predated Wonder Woman by over a year, and many have claimed her to be the first superheroine in comic books. By 1941, Fletcher Hanks' works had gotten tamer, likely to the publisher demands, as they were noticing a public backlash over comic books' violent content and to meet scheduled demands with repeat poses and characters. Hanks would ultimately make 51 stories, once again all by himself, before stopping work in comic books in 1941 for reasons unknown. Hanks continued to live in Oxford, Maryland, and was even the president of the town commission from 1958 to 1960. However, his alcoholism prevented him from maintaining a job for long, and he would disappear from public life again. His son believed Fletcher Hanks found a woman to support him, while Fletcher Jr. would have a brief encounter with their father in the lobby of a hotel in Manhattan, where he had had the gall to ask his son for money after abandoning their family and stealing their money all those years ago. This would lead Fletcher Jr. to occasionally look at the drunken bums on the streets of New York City while driving through it, on the off chance that one was his father. Fletcher Hanks would die in 1976 on a park bench in Manhattan, New York, likely from freezing to death and without a penny to his name. His family would not learn about it until months later, and his own son wouldn't even know he was a comic book artist until 2004. While little known, the cult following has been built up around Fletcher Hanks and his work, especially since it was so unique during the Golden Age with the strangest and dark material. 
Stardust has since slipped into public domain, while Fatima has made sporadic appearances in comic books ever since, such as Hack and Slash from Devil's Due in 2011. Fletcher Hanks was not a good man, but he was a talented comic book creator who left an impact on the industry. It would be nice if every talented creator we admire or made history would be saints in their personal lives, but often this is not the case, as is proven even today. Fletcher Hanks was talented and made history with comic books' first female superhero, but he was a monster to his own family, with his ultimate fate probably deserved when all said and done. I would like to thank the chief source of this episode, The Complete Works of Fletcher Hanks from Fanographic Books, which features an introduction by Glenn David Gould and a short biography by Bob Karazek. Most importantly, it features his numerous, now classic comic books from the Golden Age. A great read for any comic book fan. swinging, burrito-eating, well, you know the rest, of Thunder Talk, Sexy Thor. It's the Ring of Thunder, found in the Thunderverse, and among the great podcasts of the ESO Network. Now is March 10th, 2022, time for the favorite comic book of the week, Punisher, number one, by Jason Aaron and Jesus Zaz which finds the Punisher now the head of the hand, specifically he's the new High Slayer, working with them to help bring on his own form of uh, vicious justice. And how this came about, it was surprising and rather brilliant by uh, Jason Aaron, as he really creates a new uh, reboot, mainly the Punisher, taking him to an exciting new direction that ties in with a larger story going on in Devil's Reign and also uh, Daredevil Electra. And it's just a brilliant twist that you don't see coming, but when you see it, it makes complete sense. And it's masked perfectly by uh, Jesus Zaz's gorgeous art, which has this nice, crisp, realistic look to it, which is perfect for how a Punisher should look. It's like it's brutal, especially with the action as you see him taking out a bunch of hand ninjas and how he starts uh, meeting out his justice. Like, yeah, it's this, this is a Punisher like you've never seen, and I very can't wait to see where this goes because, like I said, that twist where it explains why the Punisher now works for the hand, it is brilliant. So definitely worth checking out. It's easily one of the most exciting additions of the Punisher in quite some time. Can't wait to see where this goes. And uh, I also like to throw in a little quick review of the uh, recent uh, the Batman movie, which I absolutely loved. I think it's the best live-action Batman film since The Dark Knight Rises. It might be my um, favorite Batman live-action film after the the Dark Knight itself, it should be noted that my favorite all-time uh, Batman movies are actually the animated ones. I specifically love uh, Batman Masters of the Phantasm, which still remains my favorite all-time Batman movie. But this, the Batman is great. Robert Pattinson makes a fantastic Batman with a great direction by Matt Reeves. I especially like how this Batman is actually a detective in this one. You actually see him trying to solve the mystery of who the Riddler is, following the clues, see where it takes him. It's very cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, Batman's a detective? Great style to it, and yes, it's nearly three hours long, but you don't feel it, because it's just exciting for me, and you never know, no, I can't leave this, it's just so good, it's like, it's up there with the end game, with how good it is, despite being its length, so yeah, definitely worth checking out, exciting new direction of Batman, yes, the, the sparkly vampire makes a great Batman, but he's actually, Robert Pattinson, he's actually a pretty good actor, so definitely worth checking out, so yes. And that's all we have for this week, uh, that was the uh, brief but brilliant clear of Fletcher Hanks, Join me again next week when we have another edition of the History Comics Podcast. 
And until then, go out and enjoy yourself with the comic book.